welcome, welcome back to the FT Podcast. Hello, it's a wee jingle. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by Akome and Paisley. Uh, for all your sushi needs, for all your ramen needs, whatever you fancy, a wee poke bowl, go down to Akome and Paisley and get it. If you haven't listened to our Sushi Platter podcast, go to Instagram for that. You can see the lovely Sushi Platter that they gave us the last time we recorded that. It was delicious. It's always delicious. Our sponsors are call me Paisley. But that is not what we're here to talk about today. We are here. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Kieran. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kieran. <laughs> we're we're going to have to reschedule. <laughs> there is no sushi yet. Uh, we're here to talk Marvel are back, Secret Invasion. Uh, and I'm joined by a very special guest this week. Kieran Dockery, how are you? I am grand and definitely 100% a human being. <laughs> you said to me uh, the day that I stopped recording these things in Skype uh, would be the, the day that you realised yeah. I was just going <laughs> to... Uh, that would be it. That would be the thing that tips tips over. I'd be like, hmm, David, he's acting normal. Oh, we should do the call on Teams. Well, definitely an alien. <laughs> yeah, fuck Teams. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm not a Teams guy. Um now, I think we should just get this out of the way because we sort of we we had a wee discussion uh-huh. uh, in the lead up to this. So I'm of the camp that I enjoyed this first episode. I don't think it's perfect. We'll get into some of the reasons why in a little bit. But it's the sort of tone that I like from Marvel, I think. I've been having a sort of back and forth, like a therapy session with myself in the <laughs> superhero movies yeah. the last year. I look at my ranking because I've been keeping a ranking of everything I saw just as the years went on to make it easier for myself at the end of the year, right? And they're either right at the top <laughs> or they're down right at the bottom. There has been no in-between. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I'm just getting a bit sick of multiversal shenanigans, as uh, I'm going to put it. So to see a more sort of, like, there's still fucking aliens involved, right? But to see that sort of more Winter Soldier-esque vibe yeah. coming back to Marvel is something I'm happy with. But yeah. you you said you like that as well. You're not really a fan of the first episode of Secret Invasion, you said. Yeah, I, I just very, I think I'm very weary of of the, the genre now. Uh, yeah. I feel like it didn't really say anything except a displaced people are enemies and I hated it for that. Yeah. <laughs> so like that. it it was just it wasn't like oh so it was kind of alluding to a few things I guess. Like it was setting up uh what, what how many episodes is it supposed to be like it's maybe six. Six six episodes. Right. Well yeah I think it could probably it might win me over. It's just I was watching it going, why do I even care where mm-hmm. Nick Fury was? I forgot he was in space. I was like <laughs> Nick Fury's just in space there. Fine. Yeah, um, there was a post-credit scene uh, that showed him on Saber. So yeah, as well. I remember. I remember that uh, after the fact, but I was like, "Where the fuck is he coming from? What's happening here?" <laughs> um, I think I actually I don't disagree with what you just said there, but, but I think it comes down to you quite rightfully because I think Marvel has lost a bit of trust yeah. from the fans. Don't expect them to bring it round. I'm sort of. <laughs> I'm, I'm letting them be innocent until proven guilty is uh, yeah. where I'm at with it. I'm hoping that it's just episode one that they do manage to say something, like you said, you put it there brilliantly. There is a clear parallel between the Skrulls and like displaced people. 
yeah. uh, in, in our real world here. And they cannot take that lightly. It can't be something that isn't resolved by the end of the series and given some true sort of pathos, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, just wary of it be like becoming like a, a stepping, like just a, a throwaway stepping stone for the next big event. Yeah. Um, so like they've they've got the they've got the chance to really tell a, a really sort of compelling story of two sides uh, of a people, um, and I, I hope they I hope they do deliver it. But like I don't have any trust in them to do it. <laughs> um, it's just tough. It's been because you look back after Endgame, right? The first TV series they put out. I don't know about you, but it was One Division. I, I loved One Division and Disney. Plus, yeah. Do you do you think there has been a decrease in the quality of Marvel television on Disney Plus? That is my question. I don't even think it's been a decrease. I, I don't think you can chart it as as steadily as that. I think it's mm. literally uh, just it's, it's constant peaks and troughs. Um, yeah. It's like even within One Division, like it's it was telling an interesting interesting story about mental health and also it was doing it in a visually uh like a visually striking way but then then you'll just get vapid nonsense at other parts of it you're just like go i i just i don't know i'm, I'm very uh i grew up reading the comics and i read them into adulthood so i was very invested in early mcu mm-hmm. but I've burnt out after Endgame and everything else has just been pleasantly surprised or, of course, it was shit. I think they've burnt out after Endgame. I think yeah. I, I'm not going to give myself too much credit because anyone could have told this, but I did always say, as, uh, go back in the podcast and listen to people, right? I said, after Endgame, fans are going to be very critical of what comes next because yeah. they're going to have to go back to phase one, lay the groundwork again, reset the chessboard. Right, but the issue comes, Kieran. I think they've taken far too fucking long to do that. (laughs) They literally could have. They could have capitalized. Like they, they easily could have capitalized on it by the end of a big event. Everybody is literally still reeling. They could have made some. Like they could have brought the scrolls in much sooner. Like they could have brought them in then, because. They, they wouldn't have had to do it as this sort of diaspora of scrolls. They, they could have made them an actual invasion force and they were trying to capitalise on a weakened earth. Um, I feel like that could have been a, a way that they could have went. But instead, they've they've made them uh, this sort of uh, immigration allegory. Uh, and it's like that oh, they're they're secretly within our within our society. We should kill them. And oh, it's like it's exactly. too it's too. Um, I don't know. It makes it makes my brain itch a bit. <laughs> so we'll go in go into the sort of specifics of it like we outlined the plot basically the scrolls if you can remember back to captain marvel um they okay. were promised that nick fury carol danvers would help them find a new sort of home planet never really <laughs> fucking happened uh, <laughs> which brings us to this and now the series opens kieran with it's a uh, it's everett ross oh, yeah. um played by mark freeman it comes in here and he, or what we think is Everett Ross, and he's talking to this DIA agent who said, oh, the scrolls are behind a lot of these terrorist attacks. Now, it turns out he gets chased by Talos in disguise, played by Ben Mendelsohn, mm. and it's revealed that he is actually a scroll. What did you make of the opening scene uh, of this? It was very telegraphed, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, when they were talking to that agent, I can't, Prescott or something? something yeah. 
something like that. Uh, when we were talking to him, he was like, oh, they could be anyone. And I'm like, well, okay, it's definitely Ross. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had this whole chase scene. I'm like, no, he's still definitely the scroll. Like, yeah. A, and even when you could tell when uh, when he called in, like, the the need for a, a call, it might have just been an audio mistake, but they changed the line at both sides. Mm-hmm. So the line was different when he said it to when uh, Maria Hill heard it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if there, if that was like a, a signal, but I took it to be one. And I was like, right, well, he's definitely not the real Ross. Yeah. Um, but then you didn't even see the real Ross. So I was like, who was that talking? Uh, well, that, it also raises a lot of questions, which I do fear this show is going to raise a lot of questions about, okay, yeah. we've just seen Ross in Black Panther 2. Was he a scroll then? Like, when did they get kidnapped? And the more well, reviews they do of these people, the, who's actually a scroll, it's going to be a I, question. That's actually quite interesting because that's what that's the part that I'm enjoying about that that I'm potentially enjoying about it because like back when the comics came out it was like it was it was very um like it was very like sowing the seeds of discontent in the in the readership over the mm. like over months approaching it and then it was like anybody could be a scroll and then it turned out that certain heroes were replaced right before their deaths or, or, or what have you. So it was the Skrulls that died, so they used that as an excuse to revive dead heroes uh, in, in the mainline canon. So they, there's definitely a, a possibility that some heroes might might revive. It could be that maybe they revive with a different face and it turns out the fake one got it wrong all, the, all along. Oh, and stuff. please no. recast, so. Kieran, we need death. Like death, death, death has to mean something. <laughs> it does, mate. It does. If Loki it, it comes back for biting it again, that's for God. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'll kill him myself. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, they've got like they've got they've got what Norse North mythology that allows him to come back. I, I would uh, forgive that, but if like Tony Stark comes back, I'll just I'll just yeah I'll just stop watching entirely. I, I think that would say I think that would push me away. Uh, yeah, but, uh, like that would that would be me done. But anyway, so Maria Hill finds out about this. Good to see Kobe Smulders back in. Uh, right. My youngest sister has never seen any of the Marvel stuff, right? But oh, right. I got her in. She <laughs> trusted me. With, <laughs> no, well, she's not even. But I got her. In, I got her in with Scream, and then she was like, she felt, and then Harry Potter as well, and she was like, oh, right, okay, maybe I should try these Marvel things because you were right that I'd like those. So we've been watching the MCU like mm-hmm. from beginning, and you forget. You forget how good it was, uh, like at the time as well. Like, yeah, yeah, and seeing it through her eyes, but also the role that Maria Hill had, like oh, yeah. first Avengers, second Avengers, like Winter Soldier, and then just like not getting much action with her and screen time with her for such a long time. Like, it's yeah. it, it was good to see her here. I thought. What about you? I I, I thought so too. Like, I was I was quite excited about like because I like the whole shield stuff like mm. sort of, like just historically i enjoyed that that kind of uh that region of storytelling and the character was very intriguing to me because she was brought in to take over shield like after fury disappeared for example and i think yeah. they were getting to it seemed like they were getting to that yeah. um in the mcu but then they just never delivered so it was pleasantly surprising to to see her back yeah um, she ended up running the avengers essentially aye. at a point but then she was just she just dip out uh, on the face of the earth, just fucking gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did she get blipped as well? Did that character get... She's snapped? not blipped, yeah. Right. Yeah, you see her post-credit scene with Fury 
Uh, uh, yeah, at the end of Infinity War. Uh, I think she pops up in Far From Home as well. But uh, good to see her. But they basically say we need to call Nick Fury down for the sky. Uh, talk about long-term effects. We get told this, because we haven't seen him in a while, that he, he wasn't quite the same after the blip. That's yeah. what people keep telling us. Now, what did you think just overall about Sam Jackson's performance in this episode? Uh, and what do you think about the handling of the Nick Fury character as well? Like, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Sam, Sam Jackson. Um, and I think he can be brilliant. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I could see him acting in this. Mm-hmm. Um, if It felt like, oh, this character's mine now. I'm just going to play it like me. Um, and and that's that's the kind of vibe I felt. He had a wee bit, an era of mystique uh, uh, before, but now he's very, hey, I'm Sam Jackson, just with a weird eye. <laughs> and that that was it. Like, so I don't I don't really believe this new version of Nick Fury, but maybe that's the point. Maybe it's this isn't the real Nick Fury. You're getting the perspective of an, a third contingent of scrolls that just is in like trying not to take sides on either side of the fight. But um, could be. it could be. It very well could be. Um, but I feel I don't feel like. I don't feel like this version of Marvel would have would take that chance, no. and I'm I'm hoping like I'm perfectly willing to be proven wrong. But like this new version, like they're not even willing to take the chance on artists for their credits. I'm not. Oh, I don't think we'll they're get, taking the chance. We'll get, we'll get into that just now, like. <laughs> Because I have saw a lot of back and forth on Twitter, like yeah. um, William Bibiani, who's a, a critic, you know, a former showdown player who I very much admire. And he's basically said, "Fuck this show! I'm never watching it again." And I, I get that feeling because the rise of AI is fucking terrifying uh, for the creative jobs that it could endanger. But more than more than that. The opening credits just look shit. So yeah. that is like a for... few frames up second as well. <laughs> they're so they're, they're yeah. just visibly jarring. Yeah, and they're just trying to justify that, saying, "Oh, that was the that was the intent." Yeah, I mean? but I'm kind of like, no, it just looked like a shit version of like the Netflix intros. Like you remember Aye. the Daredevil and Jessica Jones like uh, opening credit sequence, which I loved and loved. The yeah, like the Daredevil. I like. I actually liked all of those, um, but yeah. the thing, like, I liked all of those at the time, and then when you watch it again, you let it skip. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't know how how long lasting they they were meant to be, but like this one, I don't know. They they've even like see if, even if you look at the the title cards for like the credit list mm-hmm. for who made the the opening credits. Normally, they would have a list of artists underneath, and that section is just gone. Um, yeah. So they've just entirely eliminated artists and got like an AI vendor yeah. uh, and their art director essentially like effects guy to to sort of jazz it up a bit, but mm-hmm. um, it, like it's just it's it's just disgusting. But the yeah, good thing sense. is, uh, I don't think like because it's been made by AI, I don't think falls under copyright law so you can probably just use it <laughs> because <laughs> that would no, be fun there's no creator there excellent 
that is a great point and you've got my brain going in so many different directions but uh, to bring it back to Nick Fury I probably I'm buying what they're selling with that more than you are I think I think when you look boil down the character of Nick Fury right if you're going to write it he's the guy who's always one step ahead he knows what's going on all the time everywhere every time if he's blipped out for five years he doesn't and that would mess with a guy like that Uh, I mean, now whether that's being conveyed as well as it could be is something that's up for debate. I think we need to have a look at the show in the end to very much judge that just based on the conversations we're already having. You know what I mean? We can't be sure that we're playing our sort of real version of a character just yet. Um, The second episode is just going to be Nick Fury flashbacks to Post and Lip Fury. Um, it'll It'll just show them like. A step like five steps behind uh, when when he used to be two ahead, but and I'd love that. I, I'd honestly think I think that's what a show should be because uh, you you've talked about the mystique of Nick Fury, right? Which is interesting. It's always been a great part of the character, but also we kind of lost that with Winter Soldier when he lost Shield and Shield was infiltrated, and he we yeah. saw that vulnerability from him for the first time. You know, I think we're we're long overdue a character study in Nick Fury a bit more. Because he's been a major part of this yeah. for a long time. He's the de facto sort of seventh original Avenger, isn't he? Yeah, he was basically right at the beginning. Like he, he was at the end of Iron Man, you know. So he's, yeah. he's been there from the start. But um, I, th- I think that's. I think like what? What are we in? Like, is this Peace. the fortieth property? Is it? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's taken them this long. To explore the back, like to explore the feelings of the guy that they introduced at the end of the first film. Yeah, um, I know, I know that that is <laughs> that's that's it's a question for another time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is what's masking out, I would say. Uh, a question for another time. Uh, but basically, the highlight of the episode for me came when Fury's like, okay, he has the conversation with Talos and, and Maria Hill. He's like, I'm going to go outside, I'm going to go for a walk. Oh, yeah. and basically gets kidnapped by uh, Sonia Fallsworth we think she's MI5, MI6 MI played six. by Olivia Coleman I, I don't know about you wasn't this a breath of fresh air yeah like I, I've just got such a soft spot for Coleman like even though it was, <laughs> it was like very immersion breaking that is actually the moment where I saw uh, Nick Fury be Samuel Jackson yeah. um, and I was like oh my god I, I don't really believe him but because she's there, it might it might be fine. And to a degree it was. Um it, it was just very ah, I don't know. It, it was very um it became too meta, I think. It, it, it was very like, oh look, it's Nick Fury. Oh isn't it the famous Nick Fury? And it was just I don't know, it was it was trying to it was trying to be too charming. Um and I was like, I I want this. This is a drama about like people like an infiltration of of uh warriors essentially uh, like trying to attack people and they're like oh would you like a drink let's listen to some music aren't we all still human um and i just felt a bit like uh, i don't know i I get what you're saying (laughs) i get what you're saying but i love that because i think that's that's what people expect from olivia coleman yeah, and, it's it's exactly what what you get. Like, but we also like, hear that, like Nick Fury alludes to it a couple of lines later on that she wouldn't hesitate to kill you if it came to it. 
Yeah, so that's... I'll, I'll, I'll love the idea of that juxtaposition we're going to get between this and this. So, what would you like, T Fury? Oh, you're not good enough anymore, Fury. And, yeah. and then if you just see her as a stone-hearted killer later on, it'd be absolutely I amazing. Hope they do handle it well, and they don't just make her like this maniacal, like, oh, I'm a stone cold killer. But aren't I still like so cute? Like, I hope they <laughs> actually just let her like default. Like, like yeah. she'll be like. Very nice, and then she'll murder somebody or whatever, and then she will literally go dark. Like I feel mm-hmm. like there there could be a, a nice effect there, um, but I, I still feel that they'll be like, oh, this zany zany bad guy here. This, this. <laughs> See, you read her as a bad. I don't necessarily read her as the bad guy in this scenario. I think yeah. she's obviously working not with Fury at this moment in time, but I, mm-hmm. I could I could see it as a hero. Like they've talked about a Captain Britain project for a while. Like, and yeah. if there was anyone who would make me go and see a ticket to a movie titled Captain Britain, it could potentially be Olivia Coleman. So. <laughs> like, I've got such a problem. Like, I've only appeared for the Uni Jack like maybe once in my life, and it was a British Bulldog at SummerSlam '92. <laughs> she has British Bulldog energy, here, I'm telling you. And I love Bret Hart, you know. Uh, um, is who's the Bret Hart in this scenario? I don't know. <laughs> Canadian Bret Hart. Coleman versus Strat. Along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman versus Strat is at SummerSlam. But anyway, so he it, it goes back and essentially they're like, okay, he bumps the place and finds out that they, they're trying to steal a bomb. Nice. And the, um, the Skrulls are trying to steal a bomb. <laughs> That's <laughs> a as well. Like, he, placed it, he placed it on the owl's eye. I know. So I was so sure it was a camera, but it turned out just to be a mic, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I know. I looked like a camera. That's, that's what I was thinking. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he basically finds all this out, and the triangle and intercept it. Kalos sort of goes ahead and finds out that his daughter uh, is there. And, oh, yeah, yeah, it's Gaia. It's played by uh, Amelia Clark. We see her sort of earlier in the episode. She's part of this skill movement um, led by um, Kingsley Ben Adir's character, Gravik, who right. are essentially disgruntled with the way things have went and promises not being kept. So she's the one that's given the mission to go and take the bomb for this scroll contingent. What did you make of the scenes we got? Obviously, and we're talking about this cast here, right? It's Ben Mendelsohn and Emile Clark acting against each other. Like, two huge names, but did you buy their chemistry here? Uh, kind of, a little bit. Um, but I was also very, like, I don't remember the mother that they're both sharing the moment yeah. <laughs> of mourning. Um, and I feel like uh, going in well like that might, it, it, it's too, um, it's like dropping people into the middle of a, a mourning family, mm. you know. Um, so there's there's that awkward feeling that you're just like, I don't really remember that person, but I'm sure you're very sad. So, like, she... Yeah. Her performance, I think, was was very good. Ben Mendelsohn is a bit wooden for me in this. Um, mm-hmm. I feel he's quite like I, I, I chalked up to him not being human before. Yeah. Um, but seeing the people who are like the scrolls that are imitating humans so well, mm. like it just makes his lack of doing it 
seem like an acting error, like an acting error. Um, yeah. So, like, to a degree, yes, I did feel their chemistry, but only because uh, I believed half of them. Uh, like, I believed her more than him. Um, he was like, well, your mom's dead. Uh, and then, <laughs> like, she just kind of, you see her break, uh, whereas he's, like, he he's just, like, going through the emotions, I feel. Yeah, um, it's been tough in Amelia Clark. Uh, yeah. Game of Thrones, tough in Amelia Clark. It's been shit ton of money uh, for Game of Thrones. But tough in the sense that I feel she struggled to find that thing in that breakout sort of since then. Terrible, like, pretty good, actually, uh, that, that Christmas film. Um, yeah, <laughs> last Christmas. Yeah, I think I believed her more in that than this, but that's still good. <laughs> Aye, right, I'm a bit of a solo apologist, right? I, I fucking loved her Oh, yes, solo. we are, yeah. I, I loved her in Solo specifically. Like, I yeah. really love to see that character back. And I feel like every time we've reviewed a Star Wars thing in this, like Mandalorian, I'm like, we're going to get new at Carl Susan. telling you, like, she's coming in. <laughs> it never happens, but I get it in Marvel. So I, I really hope that they don't drop the ball with these, they have all the tools here to make this yeah. a success. You have every actor that you could ever hope for, like the names we've mentioned here. You have all of the tools. Don't mess this up. Don Cheeto's barely been in it. We saw a flash of him. Like, oh my God, yeah, I forgot all about him being in it. Yeah, you have so many great talents here. I think this first episode is fine. You're not impressed with it. There's room yeah. to go here. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. mess it up. I think I'm just the. It was. I'm just jaded uh, now uh, mm-hmm. with with the MCU. Like even every time I read something about it, I just groan. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like I don't know. I've I'm too old <laughs> and and too just I just not drunk enough. To, <laughs> I'm like cool. That, that's well, great. Somebody's well, been cast in a film that I'll see in seven years. Seven years. <laughs> we'll talk talk about the finale of this episode. Basically, they need to stop the bombs going off oh, uh, yeah. on Unity Day. Uh, we find out the backpacks are going to get marked. So there was a really cool sequence where we see a little girl that Nick Fury sees earlier turn into a guy that he sees at a bar later. And it turns out that all these people that he's been seeing sort of throughout the episode have all been um, graphic. Yeah. And he's there and sets off the bomb. Uh, they can't find the bomb. And all of the confusion, uh, Gravik turns into Nick Fury and basically uh, shoots uh, Maria Hill square in the chest. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people think she's dead. <laughs> I yeah. don't think she's dead. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I don't think she's human. Um, uh. So like, that, like what I was saying earlier, like, it turns out that some of these people have actually been taken much sooner than expected, and the mm. people that die are are the scrolls. Um, I, I I have a feeling that they're going to f- like autopsy her uh, in the next episode, and turns out that it's not the real Maria Hill. Yeah. Uh, and then it turns out that this thing does go deeper than Gravik and his cronies. You know, um, mm. it I would be like, something. Yeah, I feel like there's. Definitely scrolls close to the president. Uh, I, I feel like there's loads of places that this could go, but I, de- I 
like I didn't mourn uh, Kobe Smulders because I was like, well, that's not the real Kobe Smulders. Like, that's not the real Maria Hill, you know? Yeah, especially they ruin it because the they announced her as part of the cast for the Marvels as well, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, well, I know she's not fucking dead. Because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Because she's there unless like they find a way that a scroll basically sort of takes her form, takes her place or something. Oh, right, yeah. You could, like, it could be the fake... Maria. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I suppose. Could but be that's what, that's what annoyed me more because it got me in with the shock value of it. Like, there's no way they're going to kill her off here. There's no way that this happened. But yeah. then the more I think about it, I was like, you know, in the wrestling, they use the phrase cheap heat. Like, Aye, that's, that's what, what it was. It was just, I felt, I felt very, I don't know, like, I, I was like, how dare you go for this so soon in this, this series? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Not earned. Yeah, not earned. earned. Like I was just getting to know these people again. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Oh well. So I think we we're be, we're kind of on this. We're very similar on the spectrum. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like the difference between the rotten and the fresh review, but it's like a sort of five point nine and a six point two or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> we're on. Yeah. We're we're there or thereabouts. The most positive side of you, right? Thinking optimistically. What, what would you like to see in this series? What plot point or anything or event or, or maybe optimistic prediction do you have for the next five episodes? Uh, honestly, I just hope that they don't continue with this this sort of immigration bad type of thing um, mm. because it's I'm already weary of it and it's always weird coming from American sort of studios especially um so i'm hoping that they find a way to pivot out of that Mm -hmm. um and i feel like the only way that they can really do that is i don't know maybe introducing a third uh faction i guess like like something yeah is the scrolls are displaced for a reason right it was the kree war wasn't it yeah so we could get the kree and yeah, I feel wasn't there a thing and was there not a thing with the Kree being able to take a different shape as well? Can't remember. And Captain Marvel was that might have been, but I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah, I think you know, yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to have to tell us wherever it Ross is. Uh, yeah, the, I, I hope they do this. I hope it, it turns out that Maria Hill was a scroll. Mm-hmm. When when she was killed, um, yeah. and that she is somewhere else. Uh, she's probably in one of those pods that are current, like that they, they showed you, like they strap them into the pods and then take their memories. Uh, mm-hmm. She's probably strapped into one of them. Yeah. What I'm really intrigued about is when Gaia was seeing, like initiating that first guy, um, and she looked up. There was a shadow. Don't think that shadow is any of the characters we've seen yet. I agree with you. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued about that. That's that's enough to make me watch the next one. But what would be your prediction for that? Do you have anyone in mind? Hmm. Honestly, don't. I'm I'm intrigued enough to to just be like, oh, I wonder who that is, and then I just left it there. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm the same as you. I don't have anyone specifically. I think it could yeah. be. Uh, there's been a lot of rumours around the series. I want to get to that for sort of finishing. Sort of how hot or cold are you in these, right? 
Okay. Apparently, Chloe Bennett is rumored to the prize or role from Agents of Shield. Yeah. In this show, do you? How hot or cold are you on that actually happening? Um, hot, very hot. Um, yeah. Because Quake is quite big in in the Marvel series mm. at that at that time. Um, so like, I feel like they're going to miss an opportunity to introduce her again, especially with all this shield stuff happening like please it would be oh. perfect for her to come in uh, and do that right um, i am going to speak directly to disney then okay cool. brilliant awesome make it happen disney if you introduce uh quake daisy what's her face right back into this phenomenal good for a lot of people right if you do that melinda may played by the legend that is <laughs> yeah. Ming Oh yeah, Ming-Na, they have to bring her back. If Ming-Na is not in this television programme, <laughs> but another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast member is, I will hit the fan. Shit will hit the fan. I will go to a Comey and Paisley. I will get their spiciest chili ramen. I will travel Uh-oh. to America and I will pour it down your throat. And the shit <laughs> that you will have the next day will make you regret not putting Ming-Na in this television show. I swear to fucking God. All right. Disney are quaking in their boots. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the other one, obviously, because she's been becoming the new Nick Fury of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Julia Lee's Dreyfus showing up here as Val. Hot or cold in that one? Uh, cold. Cold. Um, because I think they'll save her for Thunderbolts. Because. Mm. Um, there was, I think there was another faction other than S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Hammer, or I think they were called, or something. Okay. I can't remember. Sword. Um, Sword is the space one, but I think Nick, when when S.H.I.E.L.D. was taken over, like Osborn brought in Hammer at one right. point, um, and it replaced S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and I think her character was involved in that. I could be wrong. Right. Um, so I feel like they can't introduce her into this um, like properly. She might Maybe she might make a cameo, actually. Yeah. Did you see who the president was? It's, what's his face? It's... Oh, yeah, the Dermot Mulroney guy. Yeah. I like him. Like yeah. an awful lot. <laughs> so when I saw he's the president, I was kind of thinking, could make him another character. Almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's... Like, I don't know. I think he's a scroll anyway. Like, he's, he's not going to last. <laughs> Everybody's a scroll, David. My big prediction for who is a scroll, I think Rody's a scroll, and I think we're going to find out who he has been for quite a while. Rody, oh yeah, that would mm. be that would be my prediction. Like maybe since Endgame or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like since since this whole, hmm, probably past post snap. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what I would go for because Dermot Mulroney is great, but he was just reviewed as the killer in Steam Six. You know, so I can't have an hour review with him. I know, so that was so. that was fun actually. Uh, oh, I love this movie, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, um, but yeah, I forgot he was. <laughs> I seen him and I re- like I thought of him when I was thinking about like scrolls next to the president, and yeah. I still didn't. Like even make the connection. He's so like he's good, but he's good in the way that vanilla ice cream's good. You know, like, <laughs> nobody's going to order Dermot Mulroney. You know, <laughs> well, if you're a fan of my best friend's wedding, you might say otherwise. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know, a huge rom-com. Did, did he do 
two wedding movies with Julia Roberts looking here. I'm pretty sure he did, did he not? The Wedding Day, is the that? Wedding day, yeah. What? They got him back together again. They tried to make him and Julia Roberts a thing, didn't they? Like, yeah. the new Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. <laughs> if that <period>. <laughs> they were trying their hardest at one point as well. Fuck, I love that. I'm a big rom-com fan as well. Like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so into them. Uh, anyway, we're diverging off. Well, listen, Kira, it was great to have you in this week. I'd hope I want to actually get you back in for the finale oh. if we can make it happen. I'd love because I'm going to have a lot. I'll be the biggest fan at, the, at that point. <laughs> it'd be int- I think it'd just be interesting, yeah. you know, to get you back in, beginning and end, to see, you know, what what's been happening. How has your view changed? So. Um, yeah, if you keep, <laughs> or we could get to the finale, and I'm like, by the way, he didn't drop off in episode three. And just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, Kieran couldn't be here. He was too busy, just not watching television ever again. <laughs> yeah, or, or Twitch streaming or whatever. Tell the people where they can find you. Oh yeah, uh, I'm a Hitbox Doc on Twitch. Uh, I, I post a lot of Street Fighter content at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, and. Uh, uh, Blazing Griffin have got a game coming out in October, uh, August, sorry, um, a new Herco Poirot game. So get in on and that. Just go and t- check out Kieran's Twitter because not only are you a podcaster here, you know, like is where you've got a lot of hats. You're a motion capture actor. Oh part. yeah, yeah. Which I was the, I was the all the male characters. Uh, so <laughs> when you see a male character acting in that game, it's me. You know, he's here today, but it'll be the next Andy Circus tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. That is what we're <laughs> we're dealing with here. That's the talent we get in these shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kieran, thank you very much for joining me here today. Um, team, we will be back next week uh, with a review of the next episode. But until then, it's goodbye from me and from Kieran. It's also goodbye. Nailed it! Nailed it! That's right. Perfect ending. Death is just a heartbeat away.